You are now locked in to the True Say Podcast, 2021's truest podcast, exploring age-old questions and concepts we reflexively ignore. In this podcast, we unpack concepts, ideas, constructs that we've come to accept without question. Think Quentin Tarantino meets 60 Minutes, where we start at the end and finish at the beginning. Except, in this podcast, we only need 43. So, stay locked in, get comfortable, because today's edition is one you won't forget. Let's get into it. Hear ye, hear ye. We're back at it again with another edition of the True Say Podcast. I have here with me today an esteemed guest, the first guest on the True Say Podcast. He goes by the name of Brother True Say. Say hello to the audience. What's up, what's up, what's up? It's Brother True Say on the mic. How's everybody doing today? Wicked, wicked, wicked. So, with that, you know, we have a lot of things... I shouldn't say that. Sorry. We have a jam-packed edition for you guys today. Um, and with that, we're going to be covering a really interesting topic when we hope we, t- we can pontificate with you all, speculate, postulate, whatever word choice you want to go with. Um, today, we're talking about the cost of a dollar. Now, as you know, in the True Say podcast, we always provide qual- qualifiers. We always try and restrict the conversation. So when we mention the cost of a dollar, what we're talking about is what is the expenditure? What is the cost of the pursuit of money? And really and truly, the dollar. We can, I mean, if you listen to this in Europe, it's Euro. If you listen to this in Mexico, the peso, whatever the case may be, whatever your currency is, we're talking about the extrinsic value. What is the cost? What do you lose or give up in order to get money? So as you always know, we start at the end and finish at the beginning. So we're going to get start off with essentially modern day pursuit of money um yeah, yeah. So, uh, we start uh, right here right now uh in this day and age where vanity is at an all-time high the dollar is at an all-time high um never i think have there ever existed more forms of currency than there, than there is today absolutely um we talk about bitcoin from digital currency to yep. um you know good old paper dollar yep um so uh, I think as well, never has a dollar been able to get you as many things as it could today as well. Absolutely. Um, uh, there's never been a time where you could buy as much as you could with that dollar. Uh, from vanity to the soul to a new pair Thank of Nikes, Thank it's you. all for sale. Right. Right? So before we get any further into it, I'm, I'm loving where this conversation is going. Let's qualify the conversation a bit more. So ladies and gentlemen, when we're talking about the cost of a dollar, we're not talking about money in the traditional sense. We're, we're going to completely exclude bartering systems for the sake of this conversation when we get to the beginning. We're going to exclude the exchange of money for goods and services. We're not talking about the dollar value of an item or you know purchase power or purchase parity. Those things are completely excluded. We're really getting to like the philosophical understanding and um, the, you know, the root of what we mean by the cost of a dollar is all about the things we as human beings sacrifice in the pursuit of money. So um, once again, no quid pro quo talk here, no give to get. It's all about what are the things we're sacrificing in order to attain money and really and truly what are we, what's the purpose of this approach or purpose of this uh, journey towards getting money. So, uh, you know, back to what Brother Truce was mentioning, this whole working to live versus living to work. Maybe I can allow you to kind of, you know, muse on that idea a little bit more. Or I know you mentioned a really great story, actually, um, about the individual who stumbled upon a, a money-making opportunity in a modern-day setting and how that impacted his life choices thereafter. 
Yeah, well, I mean, it's uh, it's it's something I found online. Um, it's it's a, a cool little story. Uh, someone I think it's by uh, Khaled Husseini, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's really interesting. It's about it. It's a tale of money and what it cost. Beautiful. Uh, let me read it for you quickly. Uh, that same night, I wrote my first short story. It took me thirty minutes. It was a dark little tale about a man who found a magic cup and learned that if he wept into the cup, his tears turned into pearls. But even though he had always been poor, he was a happy man and rarely shed a tear. So he found ways to make himself sad, so that his tears could make him rich. As the pearls piled up, so did his greed grow. The story ended with the man sitting on a mountain of pearls, knife in hand, weeping helplessly into the cup with his beloved wife's slain body in his arms. Wow. Powerful. The no, imagery let that there. marinate there for a bit. Yeah, let's let that marinate. I think we should drop in a... Um... Okay, you heard that sound, ladies and gentlemen. You know what that means. We're about to get really deep into today's conversation. So pause here. Get whatever libation you're drinking. Hot, cold, soft, hard, whatever the case may be. And then, you know, jump back in when you're ready. Okay, so back to the conversation at hand. Uh, if you really took in that story, a man stumbled upon the ability to make money through his tears. So the expenditure on his end seemed seemed low right. initially, right? It right. seemed like low risk, high reward. But then as time went on and he seen the value of his tears, he became desperate in order to maximize his money making opportunity up until the point where he sacrificed his own loved one, his wife, yeah. just so he could continue shedding tears. Now, if that doesn't encapsulate this topic any greater than anything, I don't know what else does. So, I mean, what are your thoughts about how we can use that to talk about modern day's approach of uh, pursuit of money? Well, I mean, I, I like to always look at root cause, right? Yeah. And anytime you see a behavior, that behavior is typically driven by something, all right? Um, and so we see the behavior in modern day of people tripping over themselves to acquire money. Right. And in the process, they lose a lot of things. But why are they doing this? What's driving that behavior? And at the root of it, there are a number of things that I think affect that. Take lifestyle, for instance. Some people spend countless hours trying to pursue or maintain a lifestyle outside of their budget. And if you look even deeper, you might see a yearning for acceptance at the root. And the seed that bore those roots is usually the pursuit for happiness. So we expend life to earn that dollar. Yep. Right? Now, while you're earning that dollar... Some people got 12-hour days. Some people have 8-hour days. 16. 16-hour days. Right. Right? What time is left for you? Thank you. For your family or for anything else in that fact. Thank you. Right? So, remember we talked about... If you listen to my last edition, I brought up the whole comedian who mentioned Grand Theft Auto and mm-hmm. how you know people just tried to get to the end, didn't live life. So, this is an important juxtaposition, juxtaposition once again. Later on in this edition, we're going to talk about essentially the creation of money and where it came from and how it was used and, you know early 8th century, 700s, you know, those periods of time. And think about that a little bit before we get to it. But just think about how the use, the pursuit, and the purpose behind money has changed dramatically in since centuries' time. There used to be a time where money was simply used for exchange of services, which we're not going to get into. But when you think about the value of money and the cost of a dollar now and how much people are willing to sacrifice in this day and age for it, I think what we're getting to is, is really important. There's high impact there. Because we're talking about people giving up their vitality, giving up their time in exchange for money. And a lot of the time, people are now sacrificing their own, for lack of a better term, souls even, in order to pursue a dollar. And it doesn't seem that they're pursuing dollars just for the sake of 
satisfying their basic living necessities. It's gone beyond that. So now when we're talking about the cost of a dollar, let's, let's think about people in social media even, or people who are pursuing the sale of themselves for money. Yeah. It's like, what, what really are you pursuing? Well, I mean, you gotta think about what they're valuing. Um, and most people, most of these people, they're pursuing consumable things, things that won't last. They're material things. Right. They're not built upon a foundation of, of lasting values whatsoever. So it's it's partly the fact that the media puts so many options and choice in your face. Yes. Right. Yeah. Where in the past these options weren't as readily available to you. There, there wasn't the cell phone and the TV and the internet where you could find things to buy with your money. Right. Uh, your knowledge of what you could purchase with your money was limited to what you were exposed to. Yes. And so. Um, most people were used to just, you know, acquiring a home. It was basically your, your needs of hierarchy. Yep. Right? Yep. Getting your shelter, getting your food, getting yourself situated, and then, you know, looking for higher needs after that. But now it's gone way beyond shelter. You know, now yep. it's, I have a shirt, but the shirt I want to acquire costs so much more than the shirt I'm wearing. Yes. Because it says Gucci on it. Yes. And I don't want that shirt necessarily because of the cost. I want that shirt because of what I think it's going to necessarily um, do for me in terms of uh, perception when I'm wearing that shirt. Okay. And so I will. I know I wear. I work a sixteen-hour day. Yep. I know I don't make enough to make to, to buy the shirt. Yep. But I will break myself, sweat, bleed to get enough to buy that shirt. But that shirt's not going to last. Yes. Right. Yeah. And and the the the. The means, the, the, the feeling I'm trying to get from acquiring that shirt, it's not built on a solid foundation. Beautiful. The actual confidence I'm hoping to gain from that is not built on a solid foundation. So that won't last either. So remember, folks, we only have 43 minutes to unpack this topic. So I'm going to push Brother True Say along. But he said something I hope you all picked up on. He mentioned the media and the media associating a cause. What really is inherent in that? He's identified that the media has inflated the cost of a dollar. At one time, it used to simply be the cost of a dollar was associated with what good you're going to get in exchange. Now, in order to in order to essentially attain that dollar, you're having to give up pieces of yourself in order to speak to getting certain material possessions. It's taking people now sacrificing their their family time, sacrificing their their loved ones, sacrificing experiences they can't necessarily buy in pursuit of money for these vanity purposes, these arbitrary reasons. So I really want to get back to how we can really look at that concept in modern day society. When we're talking about the cost, cost refers to, in a, in a business sense, what you need to exchange in for, the, in for a good, right? You need to give something in order to get something. And typically you want to make a profit off of it, right? So we're talking about people who are giving up their experiences in exchange for money, the dollar, let's say, giving up them pieces of themselves to, let's say, on that Gucci t-shirt example, to, to get a Gucci t-shirt, and they hope that the return on that investment will allow them to feel better. They've now valued that t-shirt as more valuable than the energy and effort they put into getting the money for it, and they're hoping that that t-shirt will return something in the form of affection, admiration, envy. It seems as if we've now associated media a lot is a big proponent of this, and it's not only media. Let's not just call them the main main enemy or the main cause, because a lot of it has become institutions associated in and around the media. But ambient to our pursuit of money is this idea that we can purchase things that will allow us to get things such as envy, admiration, um, 
yes. rapport. Sorry, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm lamenting a little bit, but what do you think about it? How's that no, make you feel? I, yeah. I, I, I'm on the same track with it because I think it's to the point now where we've, we actually perceive that we can purchase more than material things with money. Yes. So we yeah. think we can purchase things like love, purchase yeah. things like That's likes, it. purchase things like confidence. And, and in reality, you can't, right? It's all a sham. It's, it'll never last. On that exact note, Brother Trusay, you mentioned earlier in the conversation the idea of the hierarchy of needs. And um, I think it makes complete sense to kind of bring that conversation full full circle and talk about one of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. For those of you who don't know, Maslow was, uh, once again, a sociologist who identified the human being needs, or a psychologist, that the human beings has a, a variety of, of needs, food, shelter, sex, love, etc. So one we're talking about now is essentially security and shelter. Um, and uh, essentially... Money was created for a variety of reasons, but one use for money was to essentially procure or um, secure shelter, and which is supposed to provide you security. In this day and age now, money has kind of expanded beyond just purchasing shelter for the form of security. It offers you security in terms of um, ability to provide for one's family, ability to provide health benefits, and take care of a, a variety of of necessity, so uh, brother Chuta, you had a great, you had some great thoughts around that. I want to hear your, hear what you had had in mind. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think I think when you think about uh, security and living today, um, you know, you got to start with things like the, the acquisition of land has changed. Um, you know, uh, at once upon a time, um, you used to have you know, free states where you could essentially go build a, a shelter on a piece of land, and if no one came to claim it. Uh, it was yours, and you simply right. paid the taxes for the land that you that you acquired, right? So, so it, it wasn't a, a situation where you were always trying to uh, purchase shelter. Usually, money was maybe used to uh, get additional foods or supplies to enable you to farm and do things like that. Right. So, a lot of these traditional means and, and ways of living have gone. Today, yeah. you have to you have to purchase land, uh, purchase a shelter, and, and that's one of our biggest expenditures in life too, right? Um, you want a vehicle, um, you want to get places, you need to purchase a vehicle, right? You need to purchase a way of, or, or means of transport, right? Right. So all of these things in today's society um, causes us to have to expend money um, or have to have money to expend it on these things that we want to acquire. The, the, the vanity and the other things come in when you think about what type of car I want to drive. Yes. Uh, do I want to live beyond my means to get the type of home that I see my friends living in or I see people on TV living in or I see or I, I just imagine that I want to live in yeah. but it's not necessarily what I need right right exactly so and, and that's where now you get into a situation where people are living beyond their means and start to um, live beyond their timeline so you mentioned something really great um, during the prep for this edition where you talked about security um, wealth uh, coming with little security in modern day society and, and that's in, in that we cannot purchase help or relationships as much as we'd like to think we can. Um, I think time and media has shown that some of the richest folks, COVID being a great example, even with money are just as vulnerable as all of us are. Yeah. So you think that with money comes certain security, but if anything, COVID-19 has shown us that wealth is not enough of a barrier to many, um, many enemies of health, many enemies of relationships, etc. So, um, what I'm, I think what I'm trying to get at with this prompt for you in particular is to say that what do you think many people, although many people believe wealth can provide them security in the form of, of shelter and, um, and essentially vitality, what, what do you think people are missing when it comes to how much wealth does not secure their relationships or does not secure 
um, their health and well-being. Yeah, I, I think you're spot on. It's a, it's a trap. There's really no really no real thing, such a thing as security in this world. Um, there are so many things outside of our control that could occur that could uh, disrupt our plans at any time. Yeah. Um, so when you really say security, we all hope that we're going to attain it. We all hope that we can do the things necessary to protect ourselves and to provide ourselves with long-lasting security. Yeah. And so sometimes in, in that you know, in that hope, we, we start striving and doing things, hoping that it will it will come to fruition in the form of security. But, you know, as you said, take COVID, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, if you take the, the, the Forbes list, there's maybe, what, uh, 200 less billionaires in the world. Yes. Right? Some yeah. of them are actually like, some of them completely fell off. Yeah. They're no longer billionaires. Some right. just lost a lot of money and, and others yeah. lost their entire wealth. Please go on. So yeah. where's the security in that now? Right? Um, we, we've seen so many natural storms and occurrences on the planet that have wiped out homes, wiped out lives. Yes. And I mean, you could have you could have been working hard your entire life, have your entire nest egg saved up, and here comes a storm. Boom. And everything's gone. Just like that. No security. Right? Yeah. So we, we work and, and try to attain something that's really not attainable. It's an, it's an imagination, a, an illusion. Right. And in the midst and the process of that, real tangible things that can be attained are overlooked. Thank you. Because we don't have the time to spend on them. And there it goes. That's the cost of a dollar. Because you would assume that when you're investing all this time, all this energy, and sacrificing a variety of things to in the pursuit of money, that even if you were to lose it all, you should still have something at the end of it all, right? You buy a home. You go and you put the money into the home. Even if you lose your job and you lose your money, you can sell the home and take advantage of that asset. Money has gone to show that the, the cost of it all, dollars are, you think it's an asset, but when it when you are not actively surrounding or building your portfolio of assets and sacrificing other assets to build this one asset being money, that's the greatest cost. Because when you lose all that money now and you have nothing to turn to, that's when you realize all this time and energy in pursuit of what has been qualified as the most valuable asset known to man really and truly bears no value on its own. Right. So right. you, and that's what I think we're going to get into. What do people find valuable today? What do they value? Yeah. Well, I, I think they value the wrong things because, I mean, can your money remember you? Does it have any memory of you after you're gone? Wow. Like, right? we, should, we should have titled that the podcast. If you get, if you, if you work really hard and save your money. Yeah. Um, you know, can it treat you when you're sick? I mean, yes, you could probably yeah. pay someone. Right, but we're getting, we haven't gone um, that yet. And, and, but will they treat you with the same care and, and, and love that maybe you a loved them. one you would have yeah. you know, put that time and effort into might do, treat you with when they're taking care of you? Not, not necessarily, because this is paid help, right? So, yes, money is necessary. You know, it, it helps you to take care of your family. Yeah. Uh, you send your kids to school. You could do things that are, that are worthwhile with it. But at the same time, if you get too caught up in the pursuit you lose the true value of things, right? The time you could have spent with your, with your children, time you could have spent with your, with your wife, time you could have spent with your friends, time you could have spent with yourself. All of that is, is gone if you too, get too caught up in the pursuit of money. Listen, right? audience members, old and new, um, you, that was a Brother True Say hot take. Can money remember you? Write that down. Think about that. Put it at the top of your mirror when you wake up in the morning and wash your face and ensure you understand what it is you're pursuing because will the money remember you at the end of the day? I mean, this is me as an uninformed person saying with my own confidence, that's likely not the case. 
um, this has been honestly a, a great, great addition thus far. So, so I mean, we're, we're coming close to the halfway mark and I don't want to lose sight that we do need to traverse our way back to the beginning as we always do in all True Say podcasts. But before we complete this, this half of the segment, I want to talk a little bit more about, um, you know, like I think let's talk more about the, the cultural impacts of, of money. And um, I mean, we, we talk a little bit about family. We talked a little bit about media and how much that's impacted uh, people's understanding and the expense that they, they've inflated the expense of the dollar. So I want to hear more about what you think about the, the cultural element that is being sacrificed in the pursuit of money. And I mean, without saying much about who we are, we can talk about maybe music as a working example, about how much of culture is being annihilated in a variety of different genres of music for the pursuit of money by the artists who are creating. And I understand they have families to feed, but they are single-handedly or now collectively going about destroying certain cultural beliefs and cultural institutions in the form of music. Maybe that's one one working example we can use to, to, to talk about culture and its impact, how it's impacted by money or the cost of money. Well, well, yeah, I mean, similar to how we talked about the media influencing you to, to consume yeah. in this consumerism age, um, family also influences you in, a, in the same way, or culture rather, yeah. influences you in a similar way. Yeah. Um, depending on your background, um, you may have to have a certain... Uh, achievement uh, education-wise uh, in order to um, be able to make the uh, amount of money that comes with that that position right um, and and that's just something that maybe is prompted by your culture because maybe in your culture anything less is simply less it's not it's not looked upon as anything that is worthwhile uh, achieving and so a lot of us sometimes depending on our backgrounds depending on our, our, our upbringings and what we're taught um, is a worthwhile pursuit. What we're taught is a worthwhile lifestyle. We we, tr- we strive to achieve this because those are the things we were told are valuable. Right. Um, sometimes along the way we stumble on real value, um, but you know ultimately sometimes we're pushed by um, things, forces that we can't control. Right. Um, you know, and and that's what brings us to even today with the music you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I mean, these guys are making crazy yeah. loot. Crazy. Crazy loot. Crazy loop, and it's right. so simple. And it's it so sounds simple. simple. Yeah, um, it looks simple. It looks simple, right? right? But then, the content. Thank you. The content is missing. It's supremely right. lacking. Like, like WAP. Yeah. Like, where is the content? I I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, and it seems like anything with worthwhile content is typically stifled. Thank you. I mean, look, you, you hear songs like "All Girls Want Is Guys with Cars and Money." There you go. And and. There you have it. Like anything that's conscious, anything that takes a certain literacy level, let's even yeah. see, is essentially stifled. Like you said it perfectly. It's disregarded. It's called trash. It's completely uh, overlooked. So, I mean, yeah, I, I don't want to take from what you're saying. But yeah. So, I mean, like, honestly, it's it's come to a point in time now where you say it perfectly. Uh, the conglomerates that are pushing out these artists that are that are essentially curating their musical catalogs are ensuring certain values are being perpetuated in society. Yeah. Money is the end all be all. Yeah. If you want to be somebody, you have to get it. And that's what their the intrinsic value is completely non existent. It's solely extrinsic value that people 
and I'm in no authority, but my my sense and the true say sense is that true say people just don't care about the intrinsic value they can get from these from the the, the, the core values love relationships health strength intellectual st- you know stimulation reading right. they don't care about that anymore no no and the songs uh, and the media seek to destroy that even further because when you listen to these songs the content of the songs they destroy the foundation of family yeah. they destroy any value that you think you want to uphold in society Right, love. They they scoff at love. They scoff. Right. Yeah, love is uh, a, maintaining a relationship. <laughs> These girls ain't loyal. These girls ain't loyal. <laughs> so I mean, any real value that we have out there, if if you look listen to mainstream media, mainstream music, right. if you let your child listen to that, don't expect them to have <laughs> values. They're not going. Don't to. expect them to care about a woman. In the way a woman should be cared for, right, right, or other men, than, uh, or, or men, yeah. or themselves, or themselves even, even, other right. than a sexual object, yeah, right. So um, it, it it proliferates the way we live. That value is now monetarily based, or it's in some raw form that is just not not equitable anymore. Oh man, and you know, I think this is a, this is a perfect time to drop the paradox you, you you talked about. If you have to earn to live, but you cannot live if you are earning. And I think this is a perfect time to maybe even jump into the the beginning portion of where we where we understand money came from and its early beginnings. So this is no history lesson, uh, true saders. I mean, I'm, I'm working with that for my audience name, true saders. This is no history lesson. So don't expect uh, brother true say and I to go through uh, you know dates and significant players. But we're gonna we have a working knowledge of. The creation of money yeah and um let's stick with uh paper money so from my research paper money was essentially originated in the um feudal you know feudal area feudal lord area of china they're the first uh culture or group of people to institute paper money, paper money. um we can talk about the greco-roman empire where they had money as you know a form of currency and yeah. that was in order to to caesar wanted tax dollars to Proliferate whatever adventures he had in mind. Build his empire. Build his empire. Exactly. Crusades, the crusades. Like yeah, the crusades. Had to be funded. Exactly. Money. People are not going to work for free. That's right. slavery. Right. And it, that slavery was, it was not something people were obviously <laughs> inclined to be yeah. along with. Right. So, um, talking about the beginning of money, and this is a it's an interesting juxtaposition because we've shown you in the first half of this edition that money is the value of money has changed dramatically. Um, going back to the beginning. Money seemed to essentially be a way f- or essentially the means to exchange services. My, set, my understanding of money, based on my um, knowledge of you know, pop culture and movies and reading and history, money was simply a, a, a player in achieving st- status back in the day. It was essentially the richest person w- would rule the land. Yeah. Simple and plain. Yeah. Money was, it served no other purpose in my understanding other than that. It was to get goods. And the person who had the most was essentially respected the most. Yeah, you know, I guess, I guess what I, I, I haven't really looked into, and and maybe there's no need to look into it, yeah. because it's innate in human is is greed and vanity. But yeah, when when you think about um, money, was meant to to acquire resources. Yes, right, right. Uh, first, you know what they used to barter and right. trade for those resources right. because the necessity was maybe um, not as high. Maybe you already had a place to live. You had that form of security, and so they trade pelts, they yes. trade food, they trade different things to acquire. You know, I didn't have corn, you have corn, but let's, I've got flour, you know, and so exchange. on. Yeah. So we'll exchange. Um, and then it became this understanding, this this knowledge, and I don't know where this came from, that money is power. 
perfect. I was just about to say that. Right? And, yeah. and when that knowledge came about, things changed. Yeah. Because now it was about, let me amass more money because I want to be more powerful. Right. Um, and, and now this you have the Lord's governing lands and you yep. have all these things changing. Right. And now you've got to amass more and more money because you want to amass more and more power. Right. Right. So it seemed that over time... Um, you know our perception of what money could do and what it what it was what it, it, it's meant for it, it, it continued to grow and change and with that um, the power of the dollar grew and changed as well see and it's interesting because thinking about modern day the cost associated with the pursuit of dollars only typically impacted uh, the individual and let's say their, their nuclear or core group of people around them in this period of time when money was first being instituted by kings and dynasties etc there were so many pawns, for lack of a better term, or mm. people that they just found dispensable in their pursuit of money, yeah. that they had just amassed more and more power, and the people around them who they became, who they became subservient or um, beneath, quote unquote, beneath them, for lack of a better term, they just respected the fact that they were willing to go but through all these means to amass this amount of wealth or amass this power. So it's like when we think about. The, the cost of a dollar during that period of time, outside of your the, the land you had sovereignty over by default, based on the fact that you have so much money and power, mm-hmm. there, were, there was no ramifications really that impacted you because when, with that power came so many other things. Like you were usually the best fed. You right. were usually the one that was admired. Yeah. You were usually the one that was treated the best. Because people just envied you yeah. and wanted to be like you. But in this day and age, you could be Donald Trump and have all this wealth. Well, actually, he doesn't really have much. Yeah. Let's go back to Elon Musk. You could be Elon Musk and have all this wealth. But people don't really envy the fact that you have all this money. The power you have isn't really used to be have sovereignty over people. Yeah. You're doing amazing things, yes, and you're, you're, but your, your power structure doesn't really at least explicitly we can't see it as well as you could see it back in the, in in the early you know medieval times or yeah. greco-roman yeah. times so it's like I, I love the idea of that whole power dynamic and how the cost of a dollar back then although high in terms of what you needed to sacrifice yeah. from a casualty it just it came with much greater avails i think than it does yeah. today well i i mean i you're right i mean the the the, the visibility of your power was 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 much more back then. You had yeah. land. You had people working for you. You maybe had slaves. It was it yeah. was apparent. It was apparent that you were a lord. Yes. Uh, now you know you could be a lord, but you're you wearing bummy clothing. You know, <laughs> people might not even recognize you for who you are. Right? If you're not truth. famous but rich, people may not even know you. At That's all. the point. Right. Yeah. So so it, it's it's changed in terms of yes. Um, the visibility of your wealth and what and what you show for it nowadays. Yeah. A lot of times nowadays it's in an offshore account somewhere growing interest. Switzerland. Yeah. It's not in your land and in your holdings and in your estates. No. Uh, where where it used to be where where they used to show off their wealth in that in that manner. Right. Ooh, so you bring up an interesting paradigm there. So we're thinking that the powers that be now that we've moved in we've moved away from dictatorships. We've moved away from sovereign rule, more to democracy. Yeah. Where what it sounds like we're doing is the the uh, the structures and institutions in place now have removed that power element from money. It's no longer in the hands of the holder as much as it used to be. What do you think? Well, I think I think the person with money still has power. Okay. I, I think is how they choose to wield that power that's changed. Um, they you know some still wield it visibly. 
They, right. they, they, like Elon Musk, for instance, yes. SpaceX, SpaceX, yeah, um, Tesla, you know, Tesla, yeah, uh, visible pursuits. He's made it known to the world what he's trying to do. Right, uh, Virgin. Uh, he's trying to go to space Richard as well. Branson, make yeah. It, yeah, Mr. Richard Branson. Yeah. Uh, he's also trying to um, have the, the passenger uh, aligned to space. So right. some, some of them are visible in terms of how they want to wield the power. Um, and some of the philanthropy they do also okay. is, is fairly visible. Right. Um, Richard Branson created a council of elders uh, with his wealth, which I really liked. Yeah. And the council of elders, they, they low-key solve things around the world. Um, that you know, you know, you might not even hear what they're doing. It's it's led by Nelson Mandela, wow. and he got to choose the the rest of the council. So there's things that like that was a good way of wielding that power. For instance, that Richard Branson did. Right. But not everyone is wielding the power in the same way. Some a lot of these people they just have the money caged up in a bank somewhere, mm-hmm. and what's important to them is to be on Forbes list with a number next to their name, and yeah. that's it. That is that that's is it. it. While so, others might be. Um, What's important to them is maybe how many people they helped last year. And this is where the things start to break down and change. So it's interesting. So yeah, going back to like, so once again, we're seeing now that the people in modern day times are more inclined to at least do some philanthropy and share their wealth in some shape or form for, for reasons we won't get into. Yeah. And in the olden time, with the, during the creation of money and what money was used for exchange for services, there didn't seem to be that much philanthropy. There didn't seem to be any type of need to go and share their wealth because it didn't help them in any way. Right. Their power would just diminish. So it's interesting then because during the creation of money and the beginning of money, the cost of money was extremely low. All you needed to do was have a silver tongue, get people to, to buy into your ethos about if we can amass power, we can live good. And that would essentially be it. And generations and generations would go on to be able to benefit from your wealth. Yeah. So it seemed like the cost of a dollar for, at brass tax was much lower during the early beginnings of time. And that makes complete sense. Yeah. Inflation and, and capital gain is one thing that has only shown to increase over time. Yeah. So the cost of the dollar in modern day time, we, we can agree that it's higher now. It definitely is higher, and I think it has to do with accessibility. I mean, yeah. you know, um, in medieval times, I couldn't get a Gucci shirt, <laughs> right? And if I wanted to get chain mail, well, I, I couldn't either because it was, it was so far out of my reach, and I knew my role as a peasant. But the thing about right? that, in, the, in medieval times, you could buy people you at buy cents it. on a dollar, if not even fragments right. Right. on a dollar. Right, but not as a peasant. But not as a peasant. Only maybe as a lord, yeah. right? And, and they got they acquired money mainly through taxation, yeah. wars, wars, theft, yes. right? Theft. So it wasn't like they were actually working, producing, had a GDP for their castle that <laughs> made them money, no. right? There's no record of that. There's no record of that, right? right? Now you've got to produce and earn money. So the world has changed in that sense. Yeah. However, our lords, our government they still acquire money through taxation from us. And so much hasn't changed, though much. You know what they say, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Yes, sir. Yes, right? sir. Yeah. So what's though, what's different though is the accessibility of things. Right. Um, I can now get chain mail or my Gucci shirt. <laughs> yep. uh, I can get it online. I can get the fake one from China. Yep. I, I can you know do all these things more. It's more accessible. It's a consumer age. And the conglomerates, the corporations out there, Right. They don't have, there's no end to their dollar. Look at Bezos, for instance. Yeah. Right? Like, you tell me Jeff doesn't have enough money? Come on. Right? That's what I'm saying. What more does Amazon need to sell? How many more businesses need to die? How many more mom and pop shops need to go under? How many more small bits of individual wealth need to decay before he's happy? Right? Yeah. So what's the cost of his dollar? Right? The death of the world? Thank you. Like, he looks like that's what the pursuit he's on. Right? So... Yeah. 
you got to really think now, isn't there a different way he could be wielding his power? Absolutely. Is it really just building more warehouses so I can get my Amazon goods faster? <laughs> Prime <laughs> now? Back to the comedian. Prime now. I need it now. Back. You guys have to listen to my second edition. But I think what you're saying is, is, is bang on, Brother Truesight, in that um, we're seeing that accessibility to money has, has for, for lack of a better term, increased, mm-hmm. right? And it seems as if in the early, you know, early beginnings of money, it was held within a certain group of people. So maybe the cost of attaining that money was, was actually high because you as a peasant would have to do something radical in order to overthrow a lord who wields all the wealth. And that would be the only way yeah. you could get money. There weren't ways for you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps and get well. No, you were always to, a peasant. You're always a peasant. You were stuck. Once a blacksmith, I was a blacksmith. Always a black. Once right? a mason, you're a mason. Yeah. There's nothing you're doing. But now, I can be a blacksmith and I can go online and I can get the same Gucci shirt that the <laughs> Lord is wearing. Right? At cents on the dollar. Cents and you will never dollar. know the difference. Sure, it'll take me 10 years of my blacksmith salary. Yes. But I can get the same, same. Gucci shirt the Lord is wearing online. That's the difference. Things are so accessibility. There's so many materials to consume. And we think that by acquiring these materials, it's going to make me different. And I think that's going to reshape me as a person. It it, it ain't. See, and I think we have about six minutes left in this edition. I'm thinking we should really tie it home with that construct. Identifying that the cost of the dollar, what we're actually achieving is a re-engineering of ourselves. Some people are born into wealth. And they no longer feel the need to pursue money or don't need to expend anything because they already have it. And there's many people who are born into a system who are under the, under the pretense that money will allow you to choose who you want to be. You can get things, admiration. You can get things that you just can't get without it. Mm-hmm. And now, based on the globalization of different cultures and different walks of life and being able to look behind the door and seeing how people with money live, you're now being exposed to a new world that you just may not have based on your financial or social circumstance. So it's interesting that we're thinking about the cost of the dollar and what, what people are willing to sacrifice to pursue it because maybe they just feel like I am worth sacrificing. Yeah. I need that Gucci shirt to feel like I'm somebody, to be somebody. Yeah. Because this person who wears it, they're they're looked upon. The I look upon this person with certain. They look happy. They look happy, and and it's like maybe if I have the Gucci shirt, I'll be happy too. And there we say it again. I think that's what we're really trying to but get at. That's that's the not really true. Right. Like we talk about so many times. We, we we see so many examples of um, poor kids running around happy out of their smiling minds. from ear to ear. Right, smiling from ear to Don't ear. Don't even know what they're gonna eat later. No. Right. Meanwhile, we have steaks in the freezer. Miserable. We know what's up. Miserable. And we're miserable. <laughs> Driving, you know, expensive, fancy companies. Yes, we're miserable. Right. So again, it, the, the things we're chasing are not attainable by the dollar. And it's funny too because um, so in the next edition of the podcast or future edition, I'm going to talk about the unbearable, uh, unbearable being of lightness. It's a book I read by. Um, uh, I'll talk more about it. But yeah. in the book, they talk about this weight. How, as a society, we've applied weight to our feelingness. And when happiness, you feel lighter. When you're down, you feel heavy. Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. So that's a little hot take, but what's to come? But back to the conversation about this happiness and how money, you're really to expend and, and sacrifice relationships to get more money to then be happy on the tail end right. by having different forms of relationships, yeah. which is almost the most oxymoronic thing to do. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, the girl doesn't want to date you because you don't have a fancy car or maybe you're not wearing the fancy clothes. Right. And then maybe she does end up with the guy with the fancy car and the fancy clothes. Right. But then ultimately he mistreats her. Or, and, and so, really, what did she want? What did she want? Did yeah. she want to be treated well and to be loved? Or did she just want... <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, lifestyle. Like, so, you got to really decide what you're chasing. And things like, you know, a lifestyle, they're not lasting. They're, they're built on means that we can't control. Right? But you can control how much, how often, how long you love someone. Right? But, you know, my money can get taken from me at any time. Anytime. My lifestyle can get taken from me at any time. Yep. Anything could happen in this world. A bomb could drop right now and everything that disrupts our lives and things change. But a bomb could drop and it can't change my love for you, brother. No, it can't, bro. That it cannot affect. No. Because that's, right? that's, that's tied it and true. It will never affect. And the love I showed you through our lifetime, yeah. you will remember that. Of course. My money will not. Your money, will, money not... will burn when the bomb comes. Yep. It will dissipate. Yep. It will be destroyed. Yep. But all the other things we talked about will last. And, and we see that in so many dystopian futures. Money is no longer the main form of currency. Money is not going to prepare you or allow your life to extend if, it, if nobody sees any value in it. So yeah. the cost of the dollar is what we as a civilization, as citizens of a country, we control it. Yes. But yet, we are consistently falling victim to the idea that we need money in order to seek out and attain happiness, yeah. in order to get that relationship, in order to gain the affection of this person, even to get the this job. I need to seem like I have money. And I think real estate's the best career for it. Real estate shows you, if I can't make you believe that I have money, you're less inclined to think I can yeah. sell your house. Yeah. What does that do with anything? If I show you the skill set and the acumen, that should be it. But no, I'm a tr- I'm associating effectiveness, success, uh, ability even with your uh, visible display of money or wealth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll probably take us to our next topic, too, of unconscious biases. Beautiful. Which, which yeah. you know, is a whole world of yeah. itself. Yeah. Right. And we yeah. know that a lot of things we do, uh, we do unconsciously, not because we're 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 bad people, but these are just innate. Um, interpretations our brain makes for us to connect in, in a world with millions of connections. Right. So we'll get into that. But like we're saying, yeah. Um, so actually, know, it's probably best we have about forty-five seconds. Maybe you can offer your concluding thoughts, and then we'll wrap up. Okay. Um, well, I guess in closing, I'd like to say that you know we're all fallible. We're all permanently imperfect and beautifully flawed. So you know while we're all seeking the almighty dollar, and you know while we're tied to it in one way or another, just remember. While pursuing money, always take a bit of time out to check the price tag. So my crusaders, hold on to that sentiment. And if ever you find yourself at a crossroads between living to earn or earning to live, ask yourself, will money remember my name? Thanks to Brother Truce for joining us in this edition. In our next edition, we'll try to unpack why everyone enjoys a good car crash. So until next time, this is your host Truce signing off.